Good afternoon. It's Friday, uh, August 5th. Wanted to get you an update on the grains and cotton market. Uh, we'll start with the top uh, where we had some macro headlines. Starting out the week, we had Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, visit Taiwan, much, much against the wishes of China. Uh, China considered it basically an act of war um, and uh, launched a bunch of tanks and airplanes and missiles. Uh, while Nancy Pelosi was visiting Taiwan. She was there to reiterate her support of Taiwan and our uh, support of their democracy and our business relationships with them. Uh, and the, the whole incident uh, came and went. Um, but uh, China did respond, and, and is, the market was concerned about them retaliating with economic sanctions of some form, uh, possibly you know, not buying U.S. agricultural products. Well, that lasted about a day. Yesterday, China was reported to have bought uh, a lot of U.S. beans and a lot of South American beans, and that was the why the soybean market rallied so strongly yesterday. Uh, rumor has it they still need to buy a bunch of September beans, and they still are a long ways away from filling out their needs for the fall. And China, because of the lockdowns, their economy is not doing particularly well. Crush margins aren't doing real well in China. So they've been very slow to buy soybeans. But they are caught short. They do need to buy, and they still need to buy quite a bit uh, more beans going forward here. So we'll see whether um, you know that has an impact or continues to have a positive impact on our markets. We also got a big jobs number here this morning. Uh, we had uh, a much bigger jobs uh, build than what the market was expecting. And so we added uh, over a half a million jobs. The market was looking for about 250,000, so double what the market was expecting. That pile drove the, um, the U.S. unemployment rate back down to pre-COVID levels, indicating that the economy is running very, very healthy and pushing back the idea that we are going to have a recession. So that also gave the Federal Reserve the green light to continue to raise rates to fight this inflation. Uh, the problem is, is that, you know, again, raising rates uh, 75 points, raising it to, you know, three, three and a half percent when you're running in eight, nine percent inflation in the long run is not going to do any good. Uh, the other important component was that there was also wage inflation. So people are making more money. Not enough to offset the inflation, but it is a slow creep higher in wages. Uh, in the weather front, we are still running very, very hot and dry in the western corn belt, western soybeans. And we are getting wraparound showers in the east, uh, eastern Iowa, uh, parts of Illinois, parts of Indiana. But the heat is still very much on. And so it's going to make it very difficult to you know, capture a, a national yield. A number of private firms have come out with their estimates on corn and bean yields, all hovering mostly right around the USDA estimates. Uh, but the bias is typically just a few bushels lower on corn, two to three, three to four, and one to two bushels lower on beans, but not very big moves away from the current USDA estimate. If the models that are out there confirm, then they stay hot and dry for the rest of August, in that western corn belt, you're, you're the western belt, you're going to have to, you know, strongly consider the idea that we're five to six bushels off on the national corn yield and one to two off on the beans. 
There will be no way to confirm that until we get into harvest and past harvest data. So the USDA, who comes out with their own estimate next week, Friday, they will move away from their private guess to more farmer survey, uh, survey-based uh, yield estimates. So they won't actually walk fields yet, but they will survey farmers. And that estimate comes out on Friday along with a brand new balance sheet. We will also get more uh, uh, yield estimates from the crop tours. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour will hit in the middle of August. So that's a couple weeks out and we won't get the answers to that until around the 20th of August. So uh, more and more private tours will be taking place, giving us a better handle on where the yields might be settling in. Um, we have did ship a few boats of corn and wheat out of the Ukraine. These were boats that were already loaded and sitting there. So we're assuming that there's been a lot of damage to the grain uh, due to quality uh, being in that boat so long. They have not loaded a new boat and have not brought in a new boat and loaded it and successfully gotten it out of there. All that's happening now is that they're shipping out boats that have been parked there for several months. Uh, the spreads on the grains continue to invert. Uh, September did go to a small carry to December over the last couple of weeks. That's now back to even money. The soybean spread, the August, November uh, blew out to record wide spreads. And now the September, November is blowing out to, record, to, to wide spreads again. You're getting a very strong um, indication from the spreads that we're basically very very tight on beans i'm gonna tell you that i think we're out of beans and i think additional chinese purchases are going to put a lot of volatility and keep a lot of volatility in the soybean market um, we continue to see extraordinary heat and dryness in west texas and so that cotton crop continues to go backwards uh, more and more reports of water being turned off on some heavy irrigated acres. They just can't keep up. They just can't keep pace with the, the dryness. And so I would expect um, the USDA on Friday to maybe make another adjustment lower or higher on the abandonment and lower that crop size again. They're going to have to do something about demand destruction because right now they're below pipeline levels on that cotton carryout. And so I, I continue to be bullish cotton fundamentally um, based on the crop size and the crop losses that we're starting to experience here. And the idea that the recession may be pushed out a little bit and won't happen until next year now uh, is also going to keep uh, a bid under cotton on the demand side. So from a marketing perspective, really nothing has changed. Um, we did We were able to sell some beans last week and get some puts bought and so we're basically 60% sold and the other 40% are protected with puts so we're basically done on soybeans and we're going to wait out now the uh, weather for the month of August we're going to wait out Chinese demand and I'm ex still expecting severe volatility over the next 60 to 90 days in the crops corn we have not gotten the same technical bounce to that 650 660 area that I was looking for on December corn, I still expect to see that bounce, in which case we will advance sales and also buy December puts, buy those $6 puts right around uh, 20 cents. That will be the target or the goal there. Uh, for cotton, we have no interest in making any more sales until we get closer to that $1.05 area, maybe $1.10, and where we will also re-engage the market on some March or maybe even some May puts.
Um, wheat uh, is, is forming a seasonal bottom here, and rice looks quite explosive uh, to the upside. I will put out a video update here this weekend. We will go through the charts. We will go through some of the estimates on the balance sheets for uh, next, you know, for that government report. But we're going to do a lot of technical work this weekend uh, to kind of get in the heads of the managed money and see how, you know, what what uh, kind of targets they're looking for, and and then we'll build our marketing approach uh, around that as well. So these are my opinions and not those of ADM. Have a wonderful weekend, and look forward to that video this weekend. Take care.